This is Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. Our heart for you is that you would live like Jesus and share His love. Josh, we're here. We are. On a cooler fall October Monday. Yes, I am not a fan of the weather. I'm, I'm a fan of being here. No. On a Monday, I'm not a fan of like I walked out of my yeah. house wearing a long sleeve shirt. And yes, thought, you know what? I need actually need another layer. So a second got, long. Sleeve I have shirt. two long sleeve shirts on yeah. right now. I ordered uh, this last week. I have a particular sweatshirt that I really like. It's a zip up sweatshirt hoodie that I got from a place in Chicago, and I thought I need to get one of these for the office. So it's like a Mr. Rogers. Is it that like salmon colored one you've got? Yes. Yeah. It's like a purple. It's got like a really thick, chunky zipper on it. It's a lot. It's very satisfying zipper. I know that sounds stupid, but my wife. My kids use that word all the time for things now. What is that? Satisfying. Oh yeah. You know, just like, like, well, like this thing we discovered, you discovered last week. This is the threading is, it's. It's great. It, it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Josh, like, I need I that. Like, uh, like, you shouldn't have reminded me that that was there. But this is episode 50. 50. I was oh, going to bring man. in- season three. I, I thought this morning, I was like, I should bring in like a confetti cannon, but I thought, I don't want to do that to you. I appreciate <laughs> that, Josh. You don't need that crap You know over who your also <laughs> appreciates that is my youngest daughter, Leah. Oh. Part of Leah's, one of her jobs here at the studio. Um, all the kids do something. Mikey, I guess, doesn't, but Lily. Lily's part of the team. Ian is- huge part of the team uh but leah cleans the offices once a week so all, all the offices and the bathrooms and all that stuff and so she's thankful that you did okay. not use a confetti cannon you are welcome leah yeah i You're don't welcome. think she listens to no probably not no <laughs> no but at any rate episode yeah, so 50. yeah episode 50, 50 and we have in celebration of episode 50 uh a really delightful um cup of coffee by the way i didn't get to tell you this i'm gonna take a sip of coffee Devon, Jup, yeah. Uh, I think I'm I didn't guessing. catch his last name, but his family is a part of the legacy roll-off dumpster things, and he yeah. drives truck. Yeah, super fan. Like he loves Radiant Reflections. What's up, Devon? Like he told me he listens on Wednesdays within an hour or two that they come out. I'm like, whoa, he's pretty committed. So he was one of our two guys that did a, a, a punchline. That is joke. why I remember, but that's why I needed to talk to you because he came up and talked to me in the lobby, and I I like. Did we get you the mug? Did yet? I get it wrong? No, we didn't get him the mug yet. Oh, that's my bad. Well, I went into your office and I found one in the corner by your computer. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. took one. And I gave it to Devon. Yeah. Devon's got a mug, so now you know it's all set. Okay, so we're good. That was my bad. I was slacking. Well, I was slacking. I mean, it was only like a week or so ago. Yeah, it wasn't but... like some crazy long time. But yeah, Devon uh, has one of these these really chunky radiant reflections mugs. I'm holding it up off camera. Off camera. You can't see it. Let me switch, switch cameras. But episode 50 of season three of Radiant Reflections. Um, you know, we're going to, before we even jump into the coffee, we're going to say something that we just want to encourage everybody. You know, don't forget, podcasts are great things that we take in. Yes. I listen to a ridiculous amount of podcasts. Uh, love podcasts as a form of growing my, my walk and life. You know, everything that I listen to on a podcast, I don't agree with it. I don't agree with oh. every single thing. Um, and we recognize that on Radiant Reflections, there's going to be stuff that Josh or I say that are things that are, we're just two dudes. Like we we have opinions mm-hmm. um, and they may not be yours. They may not even reflect 
what Radiant Life Church thinks. Right. Uh, well, or or Pastor Ryan or yeah, Pastor Brandon, Pastor yeah. Karen, right? We don't presume to speak for every single staff member. Every, no. And I would actually say because we don't we don't always agree on everything. And Which I is a beautiful that's a, thing. That's a blessing it to is. those of you that listen. Mm-hmm. Right? The fact that, you know, we're not a bunch of cookie cutters. Yes. Right? Who all have identical yeah. uh theology. No, we mm-hmm. on the on the things that really, really matter. Yep. We're all in unity, but there are going to be some things. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about uh, the Billy Graham rule. Sure, right? I have an opinion on that. Mm-hmm. Not a fan in, in a lot in a lot of ways. Sure, right? We have staff members that they do they, they practice they live that. by that, mm-hmm. and I don't yep. I don't think any less of them because we have different opinions on that. Yeah, um, and we get along. Yeah, uh, just fine. Yeah, and we would say to you, you know, listeners and viewers of Radiant Reflections, Josh and I are, I mean, yes, my my kids say that I'm an intimidating person because I have tattoos, that that's part of my, and I can be intimidating. We are not. We love talking and hanging out. Like, I love the conversation I had yesterday with Devon in the lobby talking about Radiant Reflections. Um, If you ever have those kinds of questions or thoughts about the podcast, I get messages on Facebook Messenger um, about the podcast. I get text messages from people. Um, Tammy Chupp, a lot of times, will we'll post a little thought about the podcast on Facebook. But we would love to talk with you. If, if Even if it's like, a, let's throw tomatoes at Josh and JB. We Our skin's thick. Our shoulders are broad. We could take it. I'll bring my baseball mitt. Yeah. <laughs> we would love to have those kind of conversations right with you. You know, you could come and talk to us and we would love to, to have those conversations. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. even if you, if you, if you love it, if you hate it, yep. whatever, we'd, we'd love to hear those. Things. If you hate it, my guess is you're not listening uh, to our voices right now or seeing the, the podcast. No, I don't know. But because you, you remember, you would, uh, uh, you remember Howard Stern? Oh uh, yeah. I remember. And I don't shock I don't, jock. I don't recommend this, no. right? but, but I think I, uh, Back in the '90s, yeah. he put out a movie, kind of that yes. detailed some of the the origins of, yes. of his career, and and they pulled people, like, hey, if you love yeah. Howard Stern, why do you listen? Because you never know what he's going to do next. Oh my gosh! But then they would pull people that hated it, yes. and they kept listening, yes, because they don't know what he's going to do next. Yeah. So it's possible you keep listening even though yeah. you hate it. This marketing uh, one hundred and one, because, <laughs> because yeah. You're not sure what are these guys yeah. going to talk about? What can I hate next? Like, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> what wanna, can we disagree with? I next? don't want to write off that possibility. <laughs> but we just say all that to say, truly, genuinely, we were talking before we hit the red buttons, and we we want to have that open transparency, uh, like we have as a team, knowing uh, as a team, a radiant life staff team, pastoral team, um, that yeah we're gonna see things differently from time to time and i'm really 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 thankful to be serving at a church and in a ministry and particularly under a lead pastor and particularly under a board of elders that uh within reason honor that like if i got totally wackadoo Mm -hmm. they're they love me and they're gonna be like that's whack don't say that um, that's against scripture. So, you know, they're going to accountability is still present. In yeah, if, life. We're, if we're spouting off heresy. Yes. But even there, let's, I mean, um, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll slightly adjust context, right? But Matthew 18. Yes. Right. If it's that severe. Well, but, but I'm just saying, right. Yeah. Hey, if we're preaching something, if Offensive. we're saying something on here that you're offended by, that you yeah. think is heretical, yeah. uh, your first, your first step is to come to us. Yeah. Talk to us. Like, Hey, uh, yeah. we think you're crazy. <laughs> and let's talk. Uh, yeah. And maybe we're crazy. 
Oh, we are. No, we are. <laughs> uh, they're saying every time you guys talk about coffee in these weird ways, it, it, you're so okay. Well, so good. Let's, let's talk about let's coffee talk, in this weird is ways. Say <laughs> this is Say from Brooklyn. S E Y. One of my favorite roasters in the whole country. This particular coffee is a Colombian. That's all I know about it. Let's see what we taste, Josh. I taste green apple. I'm going to say so green apple right away. See, it's not super tart. It's like a, it's borderline sweet. I mean, I keep swishing it around, but there's a berry flavor too. There's a something, but it's not overpowered. It's not like the Ethiopians where it's like, holy cow, it's fruity, but it is, yeah. it's, it's got a little sweet. There's a tartness. I taste the tartness in mine. On the, on the back end, mm-hmm. like, this is <laughs> sound weird. Yeah. Like if you, if you lick the back of your teeth after you've swished it around, Mm. I would actually okay. agree with you on the green apple. Okay. I don't get it initially. Green apple or cranberry is what I'm locking in. I'm locking them in. Are you locking them both in? Yeah. you should like pick one. Okay. Like, okay. I'll say green apple, but we we usually pick three. Well, no, I know, but, yeah. but, like, but you're just Something you're saying different. it's like, oh, it's one of these six. So okay. like, I just didn't know what you're- I got you. I'm going to say for. green apple. I'm going to say- um, I'm going to say- ma- or No. I'm going to say guava, green apple, guava, and guava. And uh, I got to go with a nut here. Um, I'm going to go with hazelnut, hazelnut, guava, and green apple is what I'm going with. Locked in. I never get it right. So you guys laugh, laugh now. Haley, is there a button? I need a button. Oh, Uh, like a laugh track button. Oh, I was going to, I have a gadget that does it. No, but I was going to say, Haley, could you, because I didn't bring confetti, could you do like, fireworky kind of thing like when, when we we're say talking 50 about it. episodes i don't know she can do anything she, psh, psh, she's gonna be psh, on the podcast psh, soon y'all okay um, josh lock it in so i'm gonna i'm gonna steal your green well i'm not stealing it i will go on second with the green apple i'm changing mine to red raspberry i'm gonna say oh man i just had one and i i'm sorry no that's all right <sighs> So I'm going to say green apple. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say green tea with lemon. Mm, lemon. Good call. And brown sugar. Okay. Here we go. This is from the Las Perlitas. Um, this is a field blend from Colombia. It's a washed coffee. This unique blend is composed of tiny, high quality lots that couldn't be exported on their own because of how small they were. Oh. In the cup, we find ripe fruits, vibrant acidity, and excellent sweetness. Okay. Well, hey, we called sweetness. We did. We both had sweet stuff in there. We did. That's right. So this is. Uh... So they didn't give specific notes. No, they're going to. Yeah, they're going to say. Okay, so it's hand picked at peak ripeness, floated to further remove defects, held in cherry, to ferment for forty eight hours. So this is fermented, depulped, dry fermented for additional thirty six to forty eight hours, washed, dried on raised beds until moisture content reaches ten point five percent. Yeah. I think because it is a blend, they all they gave us was some general, some very general. So read those again. Ripe said, fruits, ripe fruits, which we vibrant both, acidity. We said green apple, and we said cranberry, and uh, which would have some yep, of that acidity. Excellent sweetness. The cost of getting a coffee from cherry to okay, no, that's about the wholesaling. Um, but this is a seventy-two percent pink bourbon blend. Which we've um, had some bourbon blends. Yes, that uh, one that Wired got us from Guatemala. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. a bourbon. 
Yep. In Colombia, Castillo, Variety, Colombia, and Katura. Both Castillo and Variety, Colombia are catamore hybrids, which give them high disease resistance. Katura, on the other hand, is a natural mutation of bourbon and is very susceptible to, to disease. So Say Coffee gives you these like little cool inserts. Their packaging is like fibrous. Like it's like a paper. Huh. It's really Say's super kind of bougie, but it's good. Really good coffee. This is delicious. It's coffee. it's it's really good. The shots Again, of espresso the, the after kind of the aftertaste is. I won't lie. I had some espresso. We just pounded that down. It's mm-hmm. gone. All right. Well, yesterday, Josh. As always, it was it's a Monday, and so yesterday was Pastor Ryan's fifth and final installment in the controversial Jesus series. Another great message. This one I felt was very much buckshot. Like um, he covered a lot of ground yes. and we didn't, you know, we didn't, you know, in in previous weeks, particularly, laser beam. you know, sexuality yeah. uh, last week with, with Jesus and gender mm-hmm. uh, the week before with whatever <laughs> my brain is much. Yeah, yeah. I can't think of it, but it, I mean, but it was like very specific yeah. uh, cultural yeah. uh, topics. This one was a little bit. We we zoomed mm-hmm. out, and then mm-hmm. he he double clicked on a couple of things, which we'll get mm-hmm. at here in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, really, really a good message. His his yeah. home base scripturally was First John two verses fifteen through seventeen, and I will read that for us now. Perfect. It says this. This is out of the New Living Translation. It says, do not love this world, nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see. And CSB, which Ryan read yesterday, that's where it talks about the lust of the flesh. Mm-hmm. So this just uses craving. Craving, that's a that's an interesting take. I don't know. I, see, okay. that's what I, I like, I like yeah. NLT. Uh, a craving for everything we see and pride in our achievements and possessions. Mm-hmm. These are not from the Father but are from this world. And this world is fading away along with everything that people crave. But anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. Hmm. And the title of the message was The Christian at the Table of Culture. So this was really a smattering of, of particular subjects, but that first John chapter two, I mean, there were several things that jumped out in the text that Ryan started tackling right away. And the first thing was to say, do not love the world and the world is this concept josh of of everything that is temporal like mm-hmm. everything that is finite you know you always you always hear people say you never see um uh, uh what is it a u-haul behind a, a oh, hearse. Behind hearse yeah you never see a u-haul yeah. behind a hearse um because yeah as Solomon said in Ecclesiastes, naked you came in, naked you go out. <laughs> Although there are cultures where they 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 functioned very differently, right? You you mm. look at ancient Egyptian culture. Oh yeah, they where I mean they would the be tomb. buried with all of their possessions. Mm-hmm. They would have servants like killed mm-hmm. and buried with them, so that in the afterlife, Indiana they would Jones, have, they would have people to 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 serve them. Uh, I mean, so there have been cultures where they they had a, a, a twisted view mm-hmm. of the, the afterlife yeah. that you could take it all with you. But guess what? We've dug it all up and it's still there. Yep. They didn't take it with them. People but- kept it or they put it in a museum <laughs> or yeah. So, but that idea of not loving the world, um, <laughs> I have uh, not only that, you can see here, Josh, don't love like things, things, right? And I could say listeners, viewers, very transparently, very openly. My wife, if, if she were to watch or listen to this, she'd be like, mm-hmm. 
I'm a thing guy. Like I'm a stuff guy. And every time I read that scripture in first John chapter two, about not loving the world, I sense a pull and a tug and a conviction from the Lord. I sense that pull. Um, and when I listen to guys like Francis Chan, who are like, sell all your stuff and like, just give it away. I'm like, oh man, uh, there, there's, a, there's a pull towards that because that's, that's one of those things. Like, how do you deal with, with a lust or an unhealthy approach mm. to the things of the world in your life, Josh, what are, what are some ways that I don't sense you struggle in that way? I don't sometimes. S- Sometimes okay. I mean there are things so like I but mean, not overall that's not one like of my, a... one of my things is like tools sure right? like it's like ooh I need that tool so this is where again my <laughs> wife that thing. Uh, maybe you know my wife brings some balance she's like well well do you do you know anybody that has that tool that you could borrow well well yeah but yeah. <laughs> but it'd be so much easier to have my own yes. she's like well this is this is where you're supposed to rel- rely on your community yeah which. Ooh. Go back to John Mark Comer, the yeah. idea of simplicity. Yeah. So this is an I go in cycles, okay. right? Where where it's like no, like I I deeply desire to simplify. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that look like? And well, I, so let's go with let's go with possessions. You know, we live in a in a culture so saturated with marketing and sales mm-hmm. and and this that and the other thing, and we're a very individualistic culture. Mm-hmm. Towards like, hey. I've got to have my own, you know, $500 chainsaw. Yeah. You know, you might live next door to me and you've got to have your very own $500 chainsaw too. Yes. Like simplicity says, well, first and foremost, like, uh, no, right. <laughs> I, you, mm-hmm. Maybe there are 10 of us that live around a place. Yeah. Like unless every single one of us is using our chainsaw every single day, why don't we yeah. simplify and we all just kind of use this one chainsaw. Yes. And maybe you've got this chainsaw, but I've got a I've got a trailer. Yes. And hey, if you Josh, need my trailer. What the things this, you are saying are insane when well, I'm about to tell you what I'm about to tell you, but go ahead. Okay. Well, so, so like for me, and this has been something for it's crazy. For years. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I don't I'm probably we're spinning totally sideways No, from we're not at all. But like but like I we we so overcomplicate things. Now, there are some things that are complicated that we try we grossly oversimplifying mm-hmm. i get that yeah. but things like this it's like why why do i need my own thing all mm-hmm. that does is foster an unhealthy sense of independence when particularly within the body we're supposed to rely on each Interdependence. other interdependence it's it, yes like this is something we like we were made to do this together yes so so for me to create my own wood shop when pastor brandon he's got a, cool he has a beautiful wood shop he does and he's so willing and and he's like kind hey come on yes. over anytime you want says the same thing to me why would i yes why would i take my resources yeah which ultimately is is super selfish because mm-hmm. it's it's me saying well no like i have to have this yeah. for myself but also i'm so yeah. jealous of my time that i want it to be when it's convenient for me versus going versus over. hey like i've got to sure. go which man dude if i go over there not only mm-hmm. does that save me a lot of money yes. on tools yeah but it's an opportunity to interact with my brother yeah you know i mean yeah so i just i desire this i was talking to somebody you know uh a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about widows and and it, it's just like man why and i mean and i'm not a widow so I mean I don't want to pretend Thankfully. like I can understand. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't want to pretend like I can understand that. Mm-hmm. But it's like, man, why is it that we, we we've got this system where we've got all these different widows in their own houses, independent, 
-hmm. when one of the things that they might deeply desire is community mm-hmm. what is it that keeps us from saying culture hey let's let's all live together I don't know. Josh, so you're you're hitting on so many things right now. Uh, Lisa and I are, are I, I don't watch a ton of TV, but when I do, it's usually some kind of um, like documentary style thing. Lisa and I settled on this thing Sunday afternoons uh, before the kids go to youth group. We've been watching this show on Netflix called It's like the next hundred years. It's about it's a it's a hmm. guy who is studying uh, blue zones. Do you know what a blue zone is? I don't. So blue zone is places globally where there are pockets of centenarians. So these are people who are hundred plus years old, mm-hmm. and and he's researching these different areas of the world globally where these blue zones exist and trying to find out like what are they doing, right? How are you making it there? How are you <laughs> getting there? And it's 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 obvious. Like the the you know it's it's community, it's food, and it's faith. Those those things those three things like everywhere he goes community food and faith, um, but what was amazing um, is a lot of the centenarians particularly they like there are some places where these blue zones are there are not retirement homes they don't exist hmm. there are no rest homes there's none of that because they're they're brought into their homes I think you know we have a we have a a group of people in our culture like where we live who have a phenomenal grasp on this and it's the Amish people, the Amish, hmm. uh, they have, they have this thing. So, uh, the, the family will have a, ho- a home, right. And they will have a farm. And eventually as the parents get old, um, they'll generally, they'll have an auction and one of the sons or w- the daughter, uh, and her, her husband, the son-in-law will come to the auction and they buy the farm. And then next to the farm, they'll, they'll build like this little like breezeway and they build another small home and it's called a daughter house. The daughter house is the place where the parents then move. Mm. They're still there on the farm, the place that they helped uh, uh, establish and, and, and create what it is. But now the next generation is there and there's children that are interacting with the grandparents. I think there's a lot of good there. The, the other thing, and I'm right on what you just said, it's crazy. So listeners views have heard my story about the, the really awful uh, church scenario that I came from and the difficulty, but there were some really good things too. And one of the really good things is we, we did have that very strong sense of community. Uh, and one of the things that we had was many, many years ago, everybody knows uh, Harbor Freight, right? It's, it's all the, all the tools you didn't win at Chuck E. Cheese. That's what it is, <laughs> right? It's disposable basically. Uh, so I went to, to the Chuck E. Cheese of tools and I bought a 30 ton log splitter. You like that? I do like that. <laughs> I bought a 30 ton log splitter cause I was burning firewood. My family, that's how we heated our home. Uh, and before that, my friend Matt had a, a log splitter, but there was probably a dozen different families mm. that we all just made this pack. Like everybody could use the log splitter. And when something broke, it didn't matter who had it at what time when it broke, we all pitched in. So we blew, I mean, we blew hyd- hydraulic cylinders probably three, four times. It's a couple hundred bucks. Right. But you got 10 guys, you're throwing $20 in. Cool. It's a heck of a lot cheaper than Josh having always. Uh, yeah. Like a $1,500 log splitter. Like Josh, I don't even know how much firewood we split with that log splitter. And I ended up selling it when we sold our farm place to somebody else. And they use it. So I'm having this conversation 
with Chase, Dr. Chase, oh, yeah. who, you know, they, him and his wife have been in a, uh, a long prayerful journey of finding land and we've been praying for them. Uh, and God opened up a door recently and they bought some land and they're going to build a house. It's just cool to see what the Lord's doing in their lives, uh, him and Alexa. Um, but one of his dreams is to have a, a orchard. Oh. And so I literally say to him, Josh, I say, Hey, Hey Chase, I have a like professional commercial grade bucket saw. Mm. It's a top handled saw that's really balanced. It's turbo like it's a serious chainsaw. It's made for like you can run this thing all day. Yeah. It sits down in my tool room all the time. So I say to Chase, and it's like a eight nine hundred dollar saw. It's really expensive. I have had it for years and years and cut. You know, you don't have a lot of trees to trim. No, I live on the lake, place, right? but we did. I mean, we cut my boys and my girls will tell you, we, we cut a lot of firewood together, split a lot of firewood together. Um, but I'm like, Chase, don't go out and buy a saw. You could borrow my chainsaw, right? <laughs> Friday afternoon, Josh, I'm out in the yard. I'm mowing my grass and my neighbor, John, he's one door down from me. He comes down to me. And I don't know it. I've got my AirPods in. I'm listening to a podcast and I'm mowing the grass. He's just sitting on my other neighbor's porch waiting to get my attention. He can't walk really well. Mm. Uh, uh, John's his name. He's an older gentleman. And finally, I see him out of the corner of my eye and he waves me down and he grabs my attention and he says, hey, and he starts telling me how he's struggling with dealing with the leaves in his yard. You know, he's, he's, it's difficult. He can't put them over in the space, blah, 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 blah. And he looks at me really sheepishly and he says, I really, I'm going to pay you, but I want to rent your trailer. Huh? <laughs> so a chainsaw and a trailer. The two things that you just said. I did said. not know this before. We and I'm, I'm like, and we have this trailer that we, we have had it for year, years and years. Uh, we used it to haul a little compact tractor, which we no longer have. So this trailer, literally it's six by 12 aluminum trailer. It sits all year long. Hmm. I probably use this trailer five, maybe six times a whole year like and my neighbor needed it and but i i got to have this conversation with john he's not a follower of christ and i got to say john this is what uh being a neighbor means we need to stop thinking about all of us buying expensive stuff mm. and he says hey do you have a power washer I've got a really nice power washer. If you ever need to use it, you can use it. And so this thing started happening. Uh, it was really beautiful. Sadly, I had already gone out and bought a power washer. <laughs> Stupidly. What? No, but how cool though that it even, was cool. even that like, yes, he's in a place where it's like, yeah, yes. Like, let's. Yes. Yeah. And, and so it was a real life thing where I could see that the pressures of the world were being mm -hmm. torn down by community. Mm -hmm. So in my little neighborhood, it's all old folks like all old there are no young people in our neighborhood it's just lisa and i which we're not very young either but whatever <laughs> these are folks that are in their 70s you know or 60s 70s um it's just cool to see god doing that breaking down kind of the walls of what the world wants because it's all what you said it's all a sales funnel mm -hmm. this is my newest meditation listeners viewers meditate on this politics as we understand it presently is a giant sales funnel, a very sophisticated sales funnel. That's all it is. That's all it is. They're just trying to get you down to the bottom of the funnel to buy what they, they want you to buy. Hmm. 
ideologies, whatever it is. Okay, sorry. No, that's good. I mean, because that is, that's in the passage, right? Yeah, lust of the flesh. Uh, again, in, in, in NLT, it's a craving for everything we see, mm. pride in our achievements and possessions, yes. right? <laughs> yeah. and, that, and that's what it is. So yeah. maybe one of the ways that we counter that is Giving. by not, yeah. Well, generosity is a mm. huge mm. way to combat right. that that greed and, and sense of, oh, I have to have all of this. Um, yep. But yeah, what would it look like if we simplify mm-hmm. and rely on the people around us? Again, it's it's super countercultural because mm-hmm. we're very individualistic, very, hey, you got to be able to make it on your own, self-sufficient, yeah. all these things. Yep. Um, Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Yeah, when that's not, that's not the gospel. No. And that's not the model that we see in the early church. Not that we have to try to go and reclaim exactly what the ex, right. you know two church looked like, right? Because we do live in a different culture. We but do. I think there are elements of it that we would do well to, uh, in a sense, go back to. I mean, but, Jesus. The way of Jesus is so different. You know, Jesus said that we give, not expecting anything in return. Uh, I couldn't help but that scripture. It says, you know, if it's in Proverbs, if you see your brother in need. And you have the thing that that can help your brother that's in need. You need to you need to not delay. The proverb says you need well, to provide uh, that thing later in First John. Actually, because that's First John three seventeen. I read that proverb this morning. Um, later on in First John, this is in chapter three, verse sixteen. We know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. So we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. If someone has enough money to live well and sees a brother or sister in need, mm-hmm. but shows no compassion, yeah. how can God's love be in that person? Mm-hmm. Dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let us show the truth by our actions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the love of Jesus can compel us to be generous in ways that stretch us and cost us more than... Um, we may want to give, but the Lord is faithful. You can never, I know this is so cliche, but you can never outgive the Lord. And I have found that to be true in my own life, that as you give, uh, God just does amazing things. He does amazing things. But Ryan kind of turned a corner into Matthew chapter five, verse six, and he, he's focusing, he was focusing on the churchy word. And I love that he said this, the churchy word of righteousness which we understand uh, like this is one of the names of God, mm. right? Yahweh Sidkanu, Sidkanu, which means the Lord, our righteousness to be in right standing, a right relationship. Um, and he asked this question, Josh, I wanted to pose a couple to you. Come. Are we aware of our state uh, coming out of Matthew five verse six, which is to hunger and thirst for righteousness and you will be filled are we aware of our our state of satiation, we'll say? Like, are we are we full? Do we feel full spiritually? Or is there this hunger and this pursuit for Jesus that is beyond, uh, it feels like a compulsion? How do we gauge that as a barometer in our lives? How do we gauge hmm. hunger? Well, I think we, I think some of it, you could look at what is it that we're chasing after? What are we doing? I, you know, what, you know, what we're, what we're, how do I want to say it? What we're filling our plate with shows what we're hungry for. Mm-hmm. I mean, so so if I'm if I'm hungry for the things of God, 
that's what I'll be pursuing. Mm-hmm. Versus if if I'm if I'm hungry for the things of the world, that's that's what I'm going to chase after. Mm-hmm. All my time, my energy, mm-hmm. my my treasure, my talent, those yeah. things that we talk about being generous with, yep. those things are aimed at worldly ends, mm-hmm. right? Rather than versus something kingdom, eternal, kingdom ends, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I, I mean, Jesus. Jesus said, "Seek ye first the kingdom." Yeah, and then all these other things, right? These yeah. these basic necessities; those things will mm-hmm. be added to you. The wisest so person a, on earth, Solomon. A, that's what happened to him. And he says, "Hey, mm-hmm. make this your priority." Mm. And these things that you need, those those come along for the ride. It's so true. But, but if if our focus on is on pursuing those things, even our our basic necessities, mm-hmm. uh, I think we we get things out of order. Wants and needs, so, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, we do. Lisa and I, we pray in the morning, and uh, when we pray for our kids, we pray a lot of times the same prayers, um, a lot of times. And we pray not that our kids would be like crazy successful, though we want that for them, you know, but we pray for them, uh, Jesus, that you would be first. Mm. That you would be first in their homes and in their lives, beyond their careers, beyond their relationships, beyond their pursuits. Um, beyond their talents, beyond everything about them, Jesus, that you would be first in their lives. Because we know, like you said, like that's that's where the rest of those things will come because God's going to give wisdom. You know, he's going to show us. Yeah. Um, and, and Ryan asked that question, are we, are we pursuing righteousness? And I know some people, listeners, viewers, depending on your Calvin Arminian perception will be, I can't pursue righteousness because I'm already righteous the day I believed in Jesus. Which, which is, is, is true, but it, there's a, there's a, but, but there's a living Ryan, it out. But that's where Ryan talked about the, yes. the that, uh, unfortunate divide, the bifurcation. Like we like the private righteousness yes. I'm, I'm, I and eternal right righteousness before God, but there's also, yeah. we're, we're called to live a, yeah. a, a holy life. Like, he said, uh, Ryan said, I loved it. He said, you know, we want, uh, the kingdom, like we want heaven, but we don't want a king to rule over us. That's that's the tr- yeah. reality. We want righteousness that just washes away sin and like we're just going to go to heaven, but we don't want to live righteously in the 80 or 90 years here on earth. This is why, again, praying, this is why we say, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed mm. be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done here on earth mm. as it is in heaven. Whatever is beautiful and perfect and and as it should be in the heavenly world let that be the reality that we live in here on earth and i want to be a part of that making the heavenly will uh what's happening here and i just wonder how how are we pursuing righteousness how do we pursue these things josh i'm baiting you you're baiting, I'm oh baiting you with all capital look <laughs> how big capital letters <laughs> well i think some of it you have to you have to be aware of what that actually looks like, and we mm-hmm. get that in the pages of Scripture. We do. I mean, God calls it, and that's what this 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 whole series. You know, we've been yeah. unpacking. What does Scripture say about this? In mm-hmm. a sense, we're asking the question: mm-hmm. What, when it comes to sexuality, when it mm-hmm. comes to gender, when it comes mm-hmm. to these these other things, you know, what does it look like to live in righteousness? Mm-hmm. Because there to be are who some, we are. Right, to, there are some very specific things. Yes, you know, Ryan. We did the whole thing on sexual identity, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I mean, he hit on it uh, in first service. Not, I think, second service yesterday. But again, the study of mm-hmm. like of sex outside of marriage. But that's yeah. that's sex, sexual immorality. Yes. Uh, yes. So, I it's mean, to, to do that, mm-hmm. right? That's not 
living in righteousness. That's correct. So if we are engaged in that behavior, mm-hmm. that's something where, where we have yeah. chosen to uh, hunger for the, the way of the world mm-hmm. over the way of, of Christ. Mm-hmm. Because he says, hey, you want to live righteously in this area? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's what it looks like. So we have to, we have to be in Scripture. We have to be in scripture. Uh, I think another way to pursue righteousness, uh, Josh, we harp on this a lot in this podcast and Ryan did too yesterday. I loved it. He didn't harp. He just talked about it, but we, Josh, we harp. harp. Yes. (laughs) The spiritual practices and disciplines. Josh and I, let's, let's, we're going to be transparent. Josh and I, before we hit the red button here, we were both pretty frosty about a particular subject. We were both, and we were probably goading each other. Probably not in great ways. Like, yeah, this is bull crap. I'm angry about that too. Yeah, let's be angry together. And I sense the Lord was saying, and Josh did too. You're like, let's let's just let's have uh, let's have some silence and solitude just for like 60 seconds. Like, let's just be still before the Lord. And I know I sense the peace of God mm-hmm. just kind of wash over me. Be like, calm down, JB. You don't know everything. In fact, you don't know very much actually at all. Uh, I can trust you. And I sense that it's like, okay, Lord, I can trust you. I can trust you. I And so much of our responses are fear, right? Mm-hmm. Like we we just like, we get afraid. And we're like, I'm going to puff my chest out, you know, and, and defend and so forth. But when we get into silence and solitude, particularly all those defenses uh, start coming off. All that, those, those scales and that, that callus comes off. And you become bare before the Lord and, and the Lord begins to soften us. So we would say, I would say, you know, probably the number one way to pursue righteousness is to practice righteous things, to practice what is good, to practice what the scriptures say. And and some of that, you know, go back to previous conversations, because this is one of the dangers, I think, and maybe people have a, a bad taste in their mo- mouth mm-hmm. for the word holiness. Right. Right. So we are a Wesleyan church, which is part of the holiness movement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and we're not we're not apologetic about that. No. In the past, though, that has that has been uh, handled. I'm, I'm not saying just with mm-hmm. a Wesleyan church, any any holiness idea. Right. We've unfortunately made it primarily behavior modification right which i mean there 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 are behaviors that are addressed but as we've talked about on this podcast before numerous times and as scripture talks about it ultimately boils down to the heart mm-hmm. so so when it's uh me hungering for the things of the world the the best thing to happen yes i i, I may have to exercise uh, discipline in avoiding those things um I'm not having sex outside of marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, let's stop doing that. Choose it. But then, mm-hmm. but then along with that, mm-hmm. ask Holy Spirit, what in my heart is yeah. driving this behavior? What is driving this desire? Mark seven. And, and, and Lord may, may my desires come in line with mm. righteousness, mm-hmm. you know, and because sexual desire, and we talked about this, you know, that's, that's not a bad desire, oh, no. but sin warps it. Yeah. And twists it. Yeah. And then there is the the temptation and the cultural norms that say, oh, yeah, man, yeah, just if it yeah. feels good, do it. Yeah. It's like, ah, no. Yeah. So so it's it's both the behavior, but if you do the behavior without the, the heart surgery, mm-hmm. uh, then it, it just becomes legalism and, and yeah. this rigid, you know, straight jacket. Yeah. You know, the the holy the holiness movement of, you mm-hmm. know, hey, we don't smoke or chew or spend time with those who do kind of yep. thing. Like, yep. And it's it's just like oh these are good behaviors and these are bad behaviors, mm-hmm. 
and and then I think we're we're starting. In it's the wrong it's spot. literally the same same place, just just a different way, just a different flavor. You know, whether you're in sin and just doing the things that are in opposition to God, or you're doing all the things that God wants you to do, but for the wrong reasons. The why is is always the the core of the spiritual disciplines and practices. Always, yeah. um, I love what Ryan said. Without pursuit, without pursuit of righteousness, a hunger and thirsting, we naturally will decline. And Josh, you could mm. you, you're 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 going to be help me with this, okay. but I couldn't <laughs> help but think of the word entropy. And entropy is that if, and forgive me if I'm using the wrong word, I think I'm, I don't think I am, but when you have those, you know, you've seen those things where it's got like some fishing line and in the middle, there's four or, you know, five or six of these gold or these little silver, um, balls that are suspended in a V, you know, to those, the, uh, to the little balls and you grab one that goes click, 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 click. If you do one, Josh, have you ever watched this happen? If you grab one ball. The one ball will make only the one ball on the other end. If you grab four of them and do it, then the neck, it's literally mirrored. Whatever energy is is sent, it, it comes back. I think that's entropy, right? I'm looking it up. I think that's the word entropy. George would know. He would. George would know. Yeah. It's, it's in physics, a thermodynamic quantity representing the unavailability of a system's thermal energy for a conversion. I don't know. That's maybe I don't think that's different. entropy. Uh, I'm wrong. Or, okay, second definition, lack of order or predictability, gradual decline into disorder. Okay. So that well, that's second law of thermodynamics. Yeah, that that's why we know that I'm not a a, physicist. evolution can't be true. <laughs> it's not possible. Uh, because Macro, macro evolution. Micro yes. evolution happens. I mean, yeah. s- species adapt over yes, time. Yes, adaptation, definitely. Yeah. Uh, but at any rate. Yeah, I I couldn't help but think that. So if we don't have the inputs towards pursuit of righteousness, you're not going to have the outputs. Correct. It's God. God isn't just going to like hit you with a lightning bolt and suddenly you're going to be a different person. Uh, He requires grace. The grace of God is is a a receivable um, uh, 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 thing. Mm. You have to receive it. And in the receiving of the grace of God, is the capacity to then do the thing that God's prompting you to do. Grace isn't just, it's not a force that uh, overcomes or overpowers you. Grace is, is a relationship um, currency. It isn't something that just happens. Mm. You put in, you get out that pursuit of righteousness. Yeah. And that's where, again, you, you want that, the behavior and the heart, uh, work on those in tandem but i would say don't necessarily wait to stop the behavior until the heart is changed yeah because that's because that's like that's like saying mm-hmm. you know what uh until i i don't feel like murdering people i'll just keep on murdering people no yeah. stop murdering sociopath. people yeah like don't do that anymore and yeah. then figure out what is it yeah. that's driving me to want to murder people let's change <laughs> let's change it i've not murdered anybody just, i just want to clarify yeah uh neither is jb no as far as nope. i know you've nope. not murdered never anybody. killed anybody okay. Okay, we're good. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it is important to uh, to think about that. What, without pursuit, we decline. Without pursuit, we decline. Um, so what are you pursuing? I, yep. mean, I mean, you've got to answer that. And, and, and some of that, you have to be super practical. Look at it. I know my wife says all the time, like we, you, you schedule your values, right? Like mm, you say something good, is important. Good word. Well, how, mm-hmm. how, prove it. Yeah. Prove it. 
you say you value something, but if there's zero time mm-hmm. in your calendar or your practices that pursues that thing or how you spend your money like oh yeah you know i i really mm-hmm. i love god and jesus and all that stuff and you never spend any time with them do you actually do you actually value that no you don't no 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 if, if, I, if i say hey i love my wife and i value our relationship but yeah. we never spend any time together do i actually value my wife no yeah no yeah like put your, old adage actions uh, speak louder than words yeah yeah. yeah yeah so we can we can do a little bit of an assessment and say all right what yeah based on these things based on my calendar based on my mm-hmm. checkbook you know based on you know all, all these different factors uh what is it that i'm actually pursuing am i pursuing the things of the world or am mm-hmm. i primarily pursuing uh righteousness and mm-hmm. what he has for me in all, in all those things again it's not like he's like okay well i guess i'll quit my job and and sit home and mm-hmm. just read the bible no that's not what i'm saying no but like how does god want you to conduct yourself in your job mm-hmm how does God want you to conduct yourself in your marriage yeah. as a parent, mm-hmm. you know, in, in all these different areas of life, right? It, it's mm-hmm. submitting all of those things to him. Uh, it's, yeah, it's not saying mm-hmm. that you just stop and become like a monk or something. Yeah. Although some days that seems like, that seems kind of appealing. I'm Monastic. <laughs> yeah. No, for, gonna, for real, bro. Not, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't ever want to leave my wife and, and family. No. But there are, there are, there are elements of the, the monastic life. Yeah. There. The contemplative practices. Uh, that are Josh, appealing. I mean, we don't have a whole lot of time left. Should we tackle? We should. Like we really some should. of the, some of the things so, that Ryan. Because I had a little bit of a grenade I, I wanted to drop in here. So <laughs> pull the pin, buddy. So, well, so. Ryan asked the question, are we nibbling at the table of the world? Right. You Ooh. go back to the title of the message. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a Christian at the, the table of culture, mm-hmm. something like that. Yep, the Christian at the table of culture. Right. And, and so he asked the question, are we nibbling at the, at the table of the world? Because mm-hmm. he says that's what is going to contribute to that mm-hmm. decline. Right. Not necessarily that I'm engaged in this full blown like wickedness, like I'm out there murdering people and smoking meth and, you know, yeah, doing yeah. All this stuff. it's like debauchery. No, like, sometimes it's those mm-hmm. those little bites of stuff over mm-hmm. time yeah. and that's what that's what uh you know ultimately pulls me away yeah. from Jesus so he he had a list mm-hmm. of things and he and he suggested hey these are some ways where maybe we see people that claim the name of Christ mm-hmm. uh, nibble at the table of the world mm-hmm. and, and i'll go have through worldly the, perspectives yes should we go one by one and then just brief commentary on each or what do you how do you want to, we you want to uh do, yeah do what we can yeah let's do that read the list first okay. just as a reminder okay. but then we'll we'll try to sure. hit we'll try to here hit here was the list uh and i changed the language just a little bit differently than ryan had uh to sort of make it simple for me uh cannabis was the first one alcohol consumption um sex the importance of self, uh, politics, um, abortion, the idea of identifying in a sinful way as a current, <laughs> a current definition of yourself, which is particularly he used the example, a gay Christian. Um, and then finally, the idea of being uh, basically that you just change with the times, like you're your capacity to be resolute on foundations of orthodoxy just kind of float around. This is some, this is a way that the church. Uh, yeah. Right. So let's go, let's go point by point okay. right after the first two, but where's your grenade? You've got your grenades. It's coming. after the okay, first cool. two. Okay, so. cool. All right. So cannabis, uh, particularly. So for me, this was, this was a good one. Um, cannabis was how I started my journey down the road of addiction. Um, now I don't necessarily, believe that cannabis is a physically addictive addictive chemical 
but the process of taking it into your body and the way that you feel can certainly become addictive. So that's how I started. Um, when I became a drug addict, pot was the first thing that I did. And it is for a lot of people, not every person. Um, and I really liked how Ryan <clears throat> kind of talked about the differences between the forms of cannabis, because there's some very healthy and healing forms of cannabis. Um, uh, uh, CBD oil is very, very powerful. CBD oil is actually made from the male uh, hemp plant, from the male plant, which does not have THC. Sometimes it can be made from the female plant as well. Uh, but the female plant is the one that puts off the buds, which has these has the THC component in it. Um, and I, I'm personal. This is where I'm going to throw in a personal opinion, a personal thought. I am also personally an advocate of even using THC in a physically healthy way in micro small doses for clinically diagnosed issues. Let me unpack that. So, a bit. Well, so I mean, smoking uh, pot is <laughs> wrong. <laughs> she would say that's not a medicinal no. application. Well, uh, it could be, it could be helping you medicinally. No, 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 no but, but, but you your physical that's, body. That's, so yeah, so yes. it's, you're kind of, you're doing both things. You're, you're hurting the temple. Before. Yes. Yes. Because I would, again, this is, this isn't going to be a universal opinion, probably. Uh, I I would say if you look at some of the, and this isn't to knock doctors or the medical no. stuff. I'm really grateful that we have doctors, right? No. But, but like some of the stuff that we used, I mean, there's a reason we had an opioid crisis. Yeah. Like, opiates are no joke. Yeah. I mean, probably on like the scale of like, hey, which one of these is worse? Opioids are like yeah. way worse than, than, yeah. than THC. But they're prescribed all day, every day. And there are people who are horribly physically addicted yes. uh, to opioids uh, legally over the counter uh, from, from, yeah. Right. And, and I would say there are probably, there is a time and a place where that is the proper oh, medication. Course. So again, so this is why we have that medicine. There's a lot of give and take here. Yes. But I mean, from a. We're not doctors. We're not doctors, but from like a, a, yeah. a, a standpoint of mind altering, from a standpoint of mm -hmm. addictability, addictivity. Yeah. What, what would be the well, form here, of that here's word? A, here's a great example of my own, again, my own personal opinions. You know, there's a couple of really powerful uh, drugs that are prescribed for people who have anxiety or have like diagnosed. I'm talking that you went to a doctor, doctor diagnosed you. Uh, clonopin and Xanax, for, for instance. These oh. are drugs that I used to abuse. Like before I was saved, when I was a drug addict, if I could get a handful of these drugs, it was a great day. Like this was a party. I'm going to take a handful of these. It's going to be great. Um, I just wonder if there aren't some people who could use micro, small, non-mind-altering uh, doses of THC in an edible form Hmm. that could help treat some of those clinical diagnoses. I, I wonder that I have seen, you know, that there have been people particularly with Alzheimer's and dementia where THC has been uh, helpful to them. There's such a fine line. There's such a fine line. I think the reasons why you're consuming it, same as spiritual disciplines. Why are you taking this in, into your body? Yeah. Is it to stop thoughts that are intrusive? Mm, that might not be the real reason you should be taking it. And how long should you take this? That's another, another question. Um, so yeah, that's my personal opinion and take on cannabis. Yeah. Well, and again, I, I would say that there are, I think there are some legitimate medicinal uh, yes, purposes, there but, are. but again, at, now, like I'm <laughs> the problem now with it being legal, 
Yeah. Recreationally. Yep. That's what Ryan was hitting. We've grossly blurred the lines. That's where we're nibbling at the table. Hey, you know what, man? I was a little bit, I was a little Mm -hmm. bit anxious about something. I had a, I had a, I had a test in college the other day. Um, I was was anxious about that, man. So I should, I'm, mm, my pot was medicinal. Yeah. Because I was anxious. Yeah. (laughs) And and I think it's with any substance, uh, just like I talked about praying earlier, Jesus has to be the first thing that we turn to before anything else, whether it's pharmaceutical, whether it's recreational, whether it's alcohol, whatever it is, whether it's food, whether it's sex, whether it's anything, we don't use those things to deal with our problems. That's Mm. like the definition of addiction. Um, right. If we're, if we're using it to mask, like, Hey, I don't want to, I don't want to experience these, uh, negative, uh, feelings, these uncomfortable emotions. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to, put down a fifth you know like yeah uh and and a lot of people do that mm-hmm. right and, which is not to minimize the trauma that you've experienced if you know if you've walked mm-hmm. through something like that um uh, we would just encourage you to explore other mm-hmm. uh other ways to uh, navigate that yeah in particular uh within a spiritual sense uh, finding freedom there yeah right? like what does that look like spiritually to find mm-hmm. freedom from some of those past hurts and hang-ups so the second one i think josh is pretty much on the same uh, wavelength alcohol, right? We don't see in the scriptures a um, uh, forbidding to, to consume alcohol. In fact, we know that Jesus consumed alcohol because he was he was he was called a wine bibber, which means he had to have drank some wine for them to say that about him. They called him a glutton too, which means he probably went to a lot of dinners. Doesn't mean he overate. We know that that didn't happen. Um, but alcohol is one of those things that why are you drinking it? What's the reason? Mm-hmm. And and what is the quantity? Um, you know, Proverbs says, don't look at it while it's bubbling in the cup. Don't look at it. And it's beautiful when you swish it down. Um, there's this whole thing. When can I, you know, when can I arise to drink again? I climb to the top of the mask. You, you read that whole part in Proverbs. It's, it, there's, there's a real warning. Um, for no, and, and again, biblically drunkenness is, it is a sin outside of God's design. Right? I mean, that, yeah. that makes the list of things mm-hmm. that keep somebody out of the kingdom. It does. Drunkenness. And cannabis is drunkenness. Like when you're taking cannabis to the extent of altering your mind into a a drunken or let's call use the the right term, a stoned state, that's the same as drunkenness. And that's why why Ryan particularly, he put up a a phrase on screen. It was really, (laughs) I mean, it was a punch in the mouth. It's like uh, addictions are a denial of the lordship of Jesus Christ. I was like, whoa. That was, that was a strong one. It was, it was true, but boy, it was a strong one. Yeah. What's next, Josh? On that well, list? next is my grenade. Okay. So about. Checking the timer. 50 minutes ago. Yes. We, uh, we actually spent some of our podcast. Okay. Talking about a mind altering substance. Okay. That, that we drink every oh. week. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, I see you're injecting it before the third one. Yes. I got you. <laughs> so, well, the podcast is done. <laughs> no, this was cuz here's, here's the thing, right? Yeah. Because yeah. I I want to be I want to be transparent here, right? With yeah. us like yeah. we talk about how sometimes yeah. we we zoom in on certain sins and ignore others. Mm. You know, hey, we're going to get mad at the LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. but let's ignore gluttony. Or you know, we're going to highlight this mm-hmm. and ignore this. So it's like, you know what? We want to be or consuming the drug of caffeine. <laughs> so yes what would you say like is there mm-hmm. a is there a balance point there yeah how do we i mean because caffeine it's a stimulant 
It is. Right? Uh, you know, I was actually, I was looking it up. I'm like, oh, is caffeine considered mind altering? And it is. Oh, it it's definitely a psychoactive, is. you know, uh, yes. chemical. Um, how, do, how do we handle that? So now, it, I, I, yes. I, will, I will not call them brothers and sisters because they're not, they are not Christian. Uh, but Mormons, mm-hmm. they abstain from yeah. all alcohol, yeah. caffeine, chocolate, anything right? like that. Yeah, yeah I don't think they yeah, do yeah. chocolate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, years ago, mm-hmm. I was I would meet with the local Mormon missionaries. They mm-hmm. would not even meet in the coffee shop for appearance of evil. Right. So <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh man, like I was. Yeah. I, I got smoothies. I was like, they've mm-hmm. got things that aren't caffeinated, but yeah. nope, they wouldn't. Uh, they wouldn't even meet. It's interesting because some of the latest research I've been paying attention to uh, with caffeine. um, So when you first wake up in the morning, you have these receptors in your in your body. um, And there's another chemical in your body called adenosine. Mm -hmm. Adenosine uh, is what makes us feel sleepy. And adenosine in the mornings, that adenosine will go into these little receptors. And those receptors will cause the adenosine to basically dissolve and to go away. And you kind of start waking up. Well, if you wake up in the morning and immediately consume caffeine, the drug caffeine, caffeine is very similar to adenosine in that what will happen is caffeine goes into these receptors. It gives your body the feeling that you're awake, but actually all it's done is it's blocked the absorption of adenosine. And so what happens is later on in the day, the adenosine that's still in your body that never made it to that receptor because it was blocked by the caffeine particle it begins to dissolve in your body and you start getting that, that crash. Mm. So most brain scientists, neuroscientists, not biologists will tell you that it's best to wait to consume caffeine uh, an hour and a half to two hours after waking. Don't consume it right away. And you'll actually get the most benefit from caffeine by doing that. Hmm. I've been testing it and it's for real. Okay. It is for real. Like so, it is a real Okay, thing. so what time do you wake up? And then I when do you have at, your first cup of coffee? I wake up at five uh, every day except Saturday. And I don't have coffee until I have a, a shot, a double shot of espresso at 6.30. Okay. But the first thing I drink when I wake up immediately is a is about 16 ounces of a, a salt-based electrolyte. Immediately. Immediately drink electrolytes and water. Um, and that's what I'm drinking while I'm having quiet time, 6, 6.30. Um, and so I've been doing that. The other thing, let's let's circle back to the, the real point of what you're talking about. Caffeine absolutely is a drug that can be abused. Um, we see this in the, the, the if you go to the, the gas station, what are the two things you're going to see uh, to the left and to the right of the, of the cash register? Lotto tickets, crap tons <laughs> of lotto tickets and bottles and pills of every sort of kind that will uh, give you a nuclear boost of caffeine in your body, right? <laughs> so I, I definitely think that caffeine can be abused. And here's, here's a question to ask yourself. If you are that tired and it's requiring you all day, every day to be consuming these ridiculous amounts of caffeine in pill, bottle, overly drinking coffee, sodas, whatever, that's a time to st- say, Lord, why? What's going on in my life that I don't have the physical rest that I'm having to turn to the stimulant. And so for me there, I have some hard stops on caffeine. Mm. Unpack those. I mean, cause I do think this, this is, is gram based. Cause I think, well, yeah, yes. but I mean, we've yes. talked about that before. I, I drink, fine. I generally will drink 50 grams or less of coffee every day. 
And what that equates to, like for instance, the coffee cup that Josh and I just drank, you could see these are eight ounce cups. They're eight ounce cups. Eight ounce it, cups. It looks big, but the interior is actually so they're eight ounce cups. Smaller. And our coffee was about a quarter inch from the top, both of us. That was a twenty-five gram dose of coffee, which means that Josh and I soluble, the soluble part of coffee, the bean, the grind, we drank twelve and a half grams of coffee each, because it was a fifty. He had a cup, and I had. It's perfect. Like a, it was a 25 gram dose. <laughs> Sounds like a drug drug dealer. <laughs> in the morning, I have 18.5 grams of coffee and a double shot of espresso. So currently, as we sit, I've had about 30 grams of coffee. So you've got 20 grams left for your daily. Yeah, meal. and I don't always drink that. Sometimes, you know, Ian's in the office next to us. I will I will have um, uh, another 12 and a half grams in the afternoon. I'll split a, a, a dose of a 25 gram dose of coffee with Ian. Um, or if I go home, I may have another shot of espresso. Mm. So, but for me, uh, I came across, I came into some very, very hard limits in uh, 2021. After Nashville, yeah. Yeah, spun out uh, an experience of migraine vertigo, which is a, forgive my French, this is a hell, a real hell on earth. I was talking with Holly yesterday. Up until that experience, I was 42 years old. I'd had kidney stones. I broke uh, so many bones, like a lot of bones in my life. I'm confident I had never suffered a day in my life until then. Mm. Even with kidney stones, the kidney stones are, whoa, they're terrible. (laughs) But the migraine vertigo was like another galaxy of suffering. Like it was really terrible. Uh, And at that time I made actually a hard stop. I stopped drinking caffeine Mm -hmm. completely for months and months and months. Uh, Partially, it was a blood pressure thing. I was trying to get my blood pressure under control, working with Jade, my doctor. And eventually she, she said, hey, you, you can start having a little bit more coffee. Fast forward, I changed the way that I eat. Now I don't have high blood pressure. I don't ha- take blood pressure medicine anymore. Um, but I definitely can feel the effects of caffeine. Like mm-hmm. I feel it. I'm much more sensitive because I don't take in a lot. of. I don't take in. I don't drink coffee all day. I can't. So. No, I'm, I mean. This one yeah. cup that I had. And like you didn't drink little, coffee for a long time. You no, were just a tea like drinker. A, I did a, yeah, I wasn't a coffee drinker. A couple I did years? A, I did a, well, I did a year where I just, I said, you know what? I'm not going to do any caffeine. No soda. Uh, and, even. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, so I've done seasons. Yeah. Totally without. It's a, everything we do, everything we talk about on this podcast, Josh, it's always a why question. Mm. Why are you consuming caffeine? I, you guys can tell why I drink coffee. It's not for the caffeine. It's just fun. I love <laughs> coffee. I love the taste of it. I love all the culture and the just, I love, I don't know. It's just a, it's a hobby. Uh, so for me, the why is community, uh, community with you folks. Uh, it's not about like getting enough zip in my step for the whole day. I like to make it through a day. It's, that's not the reason. Well, cause that's something that we have to explore, right? Are we, are we using it to compensate for ungodly rhythms and lack of rest in our rejection life. I was of actually, limits. yeah, I was, yeah, rejection of limits. That's a, that's mm. a really good way to put it. I was actually, I had this thought, and maybe this is bad, and I'm not trying to knock you if you've if you've ever prayed this because I've prayed this before, right? But there have been times where it's like, hey, it's been, you know, a long day, a long week, whatever, mm-hmm. and it's finally time to go to bed, and you and you and you're like, all right, Lord, just if you could, you know, multiply the effects of my sleep. I was like, you know what? I'm basically asking him to bless me for not living into the design that he gave us. Ooh. So I was like, I, I'm going to stop praying. Everybody that. pretend that's this a is personal, a microphone. <laughs> that's a that's a personal <laughs> conviction. Again, I'm not saying you can't or shouldn't, but 
if we're if we're consistently doing things to compensate yes. for uh, refusing to accept that that mm-hmm. we are limited in in what we can do, uh, I think we're gonna we're gonna continue to be frustrated. You're denying if, if reality. I need, if I need hundreds of of well, okay, do this. Just do you know? And maybe it varies from coffee to coffee. Tremendously, Approxim- approximately. Yeah. If if you can average it out. Yeah. How much caffeine is in like that cup of coffee that you and I just that drank? cup of coffee is going to have uh 75 to hundred micrograms of coffee or okay. caffeine in it versus like, you've got people that are pounding multiple energy drinks and those have 200. Well, you know, <laughs> here's the crazy thing. Uh, you know, we've got a really nice coffee shop here in our town, five lakes who roasts their own coffee, puts out good coffee products. We have another franchise, large coffee shop called Starbucks, Starbucks, Paul, we aren't fans of Starbucks. Anyway, Paul's our friend. Uh, Starbucks has literally been known to 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 serve like what you know. Paul has Angry Brew, yeah. So which this is, is a, a, highly a highly caffeinated. caffeinated. Yep. He, he knows it. He advertises it as such. It's one product out of many many products he has. It's not his thing. You know, it's not like he's. That's all Starbucks has. When they took these these this coffee into the labs, they're looking at a regular cup of coffee like you get at Five Lakes. That's a reasonable amount of caffeine. Then you put a, a Starbucks cup in there, and it was like four hundred micrograms. This is why everybody keeps going back for that stuff. Well, okay, it's so also is, why they keep going back for all the the other reason is is the sugar in the drinks. Well, but, which there's a stupid amount of sugar in some of those crazy. things. Crazy, but yeah, but thousand calories. I was so in in reading about caffeine like this morning. Oh, it up. cool. So it it also caffeine releases dopamine. Yeah, which is the feel good. That's the feel good. Same thing the cocaine, sex. Right? So, so, yeah. So, like, if you got ooh, ooh, yeah, like this is like a serious dopamine dump. Yes. When I'm drinking this 400, you know, yep. <laughs> whatever of caffeine. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we got we got to be mindful. Like, how much of that? Mm-hmm. And that can be that can be hard on your heart. I remember as a kid. Yeah. Do you remember Jolt? Jolt soda? Jolt soda? Of course. <laughs> Dude. My mom, my mom wouldn't let us no. drink it. Which it was, gr- I mean, it, I actually It did. tastes like syrup. It was, it was really gross. I did. I rebelled one time and I bought some. <laughs> it was so gross. I'm like, yeah. why does everybody like this? But it was, they advertised it as like twice the caffeine. It was yeah. an energy drink before there were energy yes. drinks. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I remember like the, the rationale was like, no, like that stopped people's hearts, which I don't know if that was actually true. Or if that's like an urban myth, yeah. I don't know, mom, if you've got like a source, you got to show me where it is. But see, yeah. when we were kids, you go to the gas station, you get these things called mini thins. Yeah. They were in a blue bottle. Listeners know it was just, it, they were caffeine, caffeine tablets. And, oh. it, and I mean, if you took enough of those, you would be like chewing your own teeth. Like it just, oh. like, you know, it would spin you out. Big time, like meth. I mean, if you took enough of it. Oh, which yeah. I mean, meth is a stimulant. Yeah, caffeine's a stimulant. Yeah. Yeah. Well, meth is. Yeah, yeah, ephedrine is a. I mean, yeah. I mean, meth is a significantly heavy, more heavy yes, duty concentrated uh, stimulant yeah. than than caffeine. All right, sorry, that was my that was my little. Yeah. Uh, I like that grenade, Josh. Side side that was appropriate. Um, sex. He particular yeah. again in first service. He mm-hmm. he he expanded a little bit more, but he's talking about premarital or mm-hmm. we just say any sex outside of marriage between mm-hmm. a man and a woman mm-hmm. we establish that in the sexual identity uh, message mm-hmm. that right that ryan brought whether heterosexual or homosexual right, right. sex mm-hmm. outside of marriage which mm-hmm. biblically marriage is one man one woman mm-hmm. uh any sex outside of that context is mm-hmm. not righteous no it's not pursuing it's, righteousness it's, it's, it's not inside of god's design yeah. and then he 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 hit on cohabitation too which mm-hmm. that you know the number of people that that do that 
it seems like that's gone up mm-hmm. even though he like, talked about it for financial reasons right and, but yeah. i think uh, there have been studies and i i would have to go back and, and reference them to be able to tell you where i where i got it from but like uh the studies on cohabitation says you actually see a higher rate of divorce in couples that cohabitate of course so it's outside of god's it's design like, yeah so yeah. it's like oh yeah maybe it's more convenient yeah. but mm-hmm. your your long-term effect um yeah yeah. I think the fourth one we could do an entire podcast about Josh because it was the idolization of self. You know, how much uh I mean, like we've said before, we we have these things called iPhones. <laughs> I, me, my stuff, you know. Um the idolization of self is a big one. What else, Josh? Uh on that one or just I mean cuz yeah. I I yeah. I think that next one that he had politics as oh savior. My goodness. You yeah. know that's that's a big one. And we've we've talked about that a little bit before. Yeah. Um although it's it's an interesting there's an interesting tension. Did I write a note about this? Because re- like religious nationalism has taken a big big front seat uh from the last election. Man, it seems like I had a note that I wanted to get into, but now I can't find it. Hmm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So go to like that that idea of politics as a savior, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like we're called we're called to live this public righteousness, but there are some circles, and we've referenced this before, kind of the focus on the family model mm-hmm. is for lack of a better term, all about a, a Christian takeover. Mm-hmm. Like you got to get a, a Christian senator and a Christian, you know, the House member and a Christian judge and a Christian president and a president. Mm-hmm. It's essentially like we have to, we have to take over every political machine with somebody who's dominion supposedly, theology. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 There mm-hmm. you go. That's that's a that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got to take all those places over because then we can we can get things right. Mm-hmm. We can essentially legislate righteousness mm-hmm. um hit yeah. on that briefly yeah um it's not possible um it's not possible because the the heart of mankind is is just desperately evil it doesn't mean we shouldn't in some ways try i mean there we always are thinking about particularly legislation that is protecting the innocent those that cannot defend themselves that's which a, is a which is a biblical yes principle it is a biblical principle but uh yeah and and i think i think you know some people could say okay we go back to the lord's prayer we say our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy will thy kingdom come thy will be done here on earth as it is in heaven that dominion theology has this root even right there like yes we do have to be faithful in politics we do need to be faithful um and i think we do it's it it comes back to the how like ryan talked about the heart behind the should christians run for government Yes, definitely. Do we put our hope and trust in, in a Christian being in a political office? No, <laughs> no, because they're just another person like us. They're going to do the best they can. But yeah. 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 I mean, because we have to be careful of that, too, because then we, you know, if we buy into that idea, then, you know, I mean, you see this play out and you've got a candidate who 
in no way, shape, or form externally lives public righteousness mm -hmm. uh, models of Jesus' design. But you know what? Hey, they quoted a couple of Bible verses mm -hmm. during this campaign speech. I'm going to vote yeah. for that person. They all quote scripture. Right. Right. Because they know. They, they all, know. Like yeah. this, is a, this is a group of constituents out here that I want to get. Oh, go back to JB's the bottom, uh, political bottom of the marketing funnel. machine. Right they're they're going to put a little, little, uh, a little um, scripture chum at the end of the hook. And they're going to chum the water with that to try to get you to think that they are on the side of Jesus. That's what they're they're trying to do. And it's it is both sides. Biden, Kamala Harris, they've quoted scripture. Trump. What was the dude that ran? Everybody. Pence, everybody. They like all <laughs> quoted scripture. They all said this, right? Yeah, I'm feeling here's I'm going to do it again. This is my own opinion, my own thoughts. I am feeling so much more Mennonite in my approaches to <laughs> to politics. And for those of you that don't know, it is abstinence. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I knew that about Mennonite. I thought like, like I don't Amish. They don't. I just. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm gonna. You know, besides local things that like actually affect my my fan. I don't know. I, I don't know if it makes a difference. I don't know what is even happening. <laughs> if when true. my vote, what happens with it? I don't know. See, I lean more I towards uh, participation in, sure. in voting, but let let Scripture and Holy Spirit direct your vote. Yeah, not previous yeah. party affiliation. Yes, not any any sort of political mm -hmm. stance, mm -hmm. uh, tax policy. Like any, it's mm -hmm. like no, like <laughs> yeah. what is does this person actually represent anything biblical? Yeah, um, in their life and in their in their policy because mm -hmm. um, yeah sometimes we we find somebody who and maybe they're really good on on one thing mm -hmm. but everything else is total garbage uh, i don't know if that's somebody that we uh want at the steering wheel of our nation Th that's the definition but. of modern politics it has been for probably since reagan uh it has always been we're we're not voting for the person we really want in office anymore that's not mm -hmm. what's happening we're all, voting for the party. lesser of two evils. Yeah. This is the definition of modern politics. Voting for the lesser. I don't want which that is a, person which is to be a bad in. system. It's a terrible and, system. And we, you know, and you and I debated this a little bit yeah. way back yeah. in like the season one is in the in the forties episodes back okay. there when we did politics. Uh, and I'm, I I am a fourth or fifth party type voter. Yeah, I I reject the two-party system the donkey as, or as the, long as we as long as we keep yeah the elephant putting our votes in those camps i know and everyone says oh you're wasting a vote and that was kind yeah. of our debate yeah. at, at the time i don't sure. know if you still feel the same but sure i still love you even if you do <laughs> but i say you know you know what no Oops. like if, if neither of these two you know republican democrat if neither of those candidates actually uh, seems like somebody that's going to promote righteousness mm -hmm. and again not that we can legislate that because we can't the majority of the people in our country are not followers of jesus mm -hmm. you can't you can't legislate uh what 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 god calls us to because that it's it's a hard issue and it comes from a place of of wanting to follow jesus relationship they're, they're not following jesus Choice. so we shouldn't we shouldn't make laws that mm -hmm. make them follow jesus it doesn't work like that yeah um, unless it is a law for the general protection of all 
people's well, like health murder. and safety. Murder should be illegal. Yes. I mean, I mean that's yes. that's a good rule, right? Yes. I mean, there. Like, seems like, seems real. Yeah. yeah. But I'm glad for that law. But when we've got people, whoever that, it came from, whether it's a Democrat or Republican or Independent, right. I think God came up with that one. Yeah. I know. I do <laughs> What's the next one, Josh? This uh, is well. <laughs> this speaking is an, of murder, yeah. abortion. Yes. Oh, uh, wasn't yes. I? I so, know that this is a. Well, this is a, a heart a heartstring topic for you. It is. It is. Uh, so, you, you Ryan set this list up by saying these are areas where church where church attending Christians are nibbling at the uh, culture's table. I think is how he said it. So, what I think he's meaning by that is to say that we have people in the church who look at the issue of abortion in an unbiblical way. Hmm. They believe that you can choose to terminate the life of a child or not, that that choice should be something that you as a follower of Jesus can do, that you should have that right to choose. That's false. That's false. Abortion is murder. It is the taking of a human life. Uh, all biology proves it. All science proves it. Whether you have faith in God or not, it's it, yeah, personhood is at the very root of this discussion. Personhood. When is it a person? Uh, because if you're terminating a person, then that is murder. If you're not terminating a person, then it's just a ball of cells. Can I go on like a, a very brief rant? Yes. You know, one of the things that like irritates the snot out of me when people are like <laughs> protesting and they under the guise of like women's rights, mm-hmm. you know, pro-choice like pro-abortion type stuff mm-hmm. and they've got the signs that say no uterus no opinion mm-hmm. like that's the stupidest thing i've ever heard yeah like that the only way that you can deem whether or not something is right or wrong is is if you have the the right. reproductive organs right like that when <laughs> it takes the like, other that's... person <laughs> participating in something around the uterus that's right i think there's there's been one there's been one occasion in the history that that of the world happen. of spontaneous pregnancy uh, <laughs> pregnancy yeah but but this is like okay here's yeah. where my tent right yeah. I, I want to know because sometimes you see this on, on a little bit more of the left leaning, sure. right? so the, the pro-choice, yes. but then also kind of the, the anti-gun. Mm-hmm. I want to know how many people that are against the guns mm-hmm. have a gun. And if they don't, mm-hmm. how can they protest against guns if they don't have guns? Right. Because if I can't say anything about abortion because I don't have a uterus, right. then you shut your mouth about guns, <laughs> you non-gun owners. <laughs> I, that, that's, Sorry, uh, that's, that's good a, logic i mean that's really good logic Haley, if this was really stupid please yeah. just cut that out yeah um, I, I i respect your wisdom but if it's okay then you can leave it in yeah all right uh how, how are we doing time wise we're we're crazy long today again all but, right um yeah real quick adjective before id again this idea of like oh well i'm a blank christian mm-hmm. and we we qualify our christianity mm-hmm. with some other thing Mm-hmm. Now I'm trying to think of like what would be other. Well, when other I first adjectives. got when I first you know before I got saved, and I was struggling with addiction. I went to AA, NA, and CA, all these different uh, anonymous kind of meetings. And this is very common for those viewers or listeners who've been there. You come into the room, you say, "Hi, I'm Josh Brown. I'm a drug addict." Right. And when I first got saved, for me, it was like this really lightning bolt experience. And I really struggle with that because what I, my reality, like the reality that I was living in as a follower of Jesus at that time was like, I'm not an addict. I am mm. not an addict anymore. Like I'm not. But the reality is actually that I just wasn't addicted to drugs anymore. 
Mm. <laughs> still have this tendency. So while I Addictive understand personality kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. While I understand Ryan's um, that this is definitely nibbling at the table of culture. I think that you have Christians, followers of Jesus who may use this. They may say, Hey, I am a gay Christian. And what they mean by that is not that they're practicing gay sex. There's a difference between practicing gay sex and having tendencies towards attraction to the same sex and saying, I am choosing Sam Albury. Perfect example mm -hmm. here. Here's a guy who's been on this podcast who would say he is a gay Christian. What is he meaning by that? And I think, I think what Ryan was saying is as a blanket statement, we need to be careful about this. Well, I think he uses, we need to be he, careful. he uses the, the term same sex attracted, right? Yeah. Because, and, but this is where too, when somebody uses yeah. a word like that, that's been so obliterated, like blown yeah. up with different meanings. Yeah. Uh, you have to have a conversation. What do you mean by that? Yeah. Hey, when you say that you're, when you're gay or mm -hmm. you say that you're what you do know, you mean an by addict, that? what do you mean? Mm -hmm. Like you are currently, like you're going to go home from this yeah. conversation and go smoke some meth. Right. Or like you just know of yourself, mm -hmm. you have addictive tendencies. Uh, I mean, it's it's worth a conversation. Yeah. And that's where Sam Alberry, so go back and find that. Uh, Preston Sprinkle, the Center for Faith.org. Um, brilliant. Some of the best content, uh, biblical content based on Genesis chapter two, based on one man, one woman for life um on this subject uh, uh beckett so. cook is another one okay beckett cook c-o-o-k cook uh, look uh perry perry hill uh she's oh, got jackie or jackie perry, jackie perry, perry hill. hill is yeah jackie perry jackie hill. hill perry yes it's one of it's some configuration you google it you'll her see her first name is jackie she's got really cool long dreadlocks at any rate uh she's got some great content uh dr preston sprinkle absolutely probably my favorite a leading expert on on gender and sexuality uh the last one josh let's blaze through this so just being sort of uh ambi it's kind of ambi a, it's kind of an and everything else kind yes. of thing right yes <laughs> well just being willing to change on yeah. a dime because some tiktok reel said that this is a thing you know versus ah uh, no orthodoxy is still true you know it's more radical now to, to return to orthodoxy than it is uh, anything else yeah so i mean it just it just highlights that we have to be grounded on what righteousness is mm -hmm. stay grounded in the word mm -hmm. because then as these different cultural uh trends change we're not worried about it because mm -hmm. we know what the truth is mm -hmm. we know what righteousness actually looks like so mm -hmm. we're not like oh like, hmm, nah, 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 what do we do with this no like <laughs> Does it align with righteousness? Mm -hmm. No. Then as a follower of Jesus, mm -hmm. we know what we're called to do. Yeah. So, and again, like kind of the, the whole call of this one though too was mm -hmm. not an external like, all right, let's make sure everybody is, is getting their crap together. It's an internal, like, am mm -hmm. I getting my crap together? I, I'm super bummed. I brought it in my computer bag and then I left it in my office because I'm, I'm still reading through that book, Bullies and Saints by John Dixon. Mm. And he talks about a different passage in the Beatitudes, which is where Ryan gets the, mm. you know, hunger and thirst for righteousness. Yeah, yeah. Matthew 5, uh, and, 6. But he, but he, he kind of gets on that same uh, tangent mm -hmm. that it, it, it's really about us uh, first owning our own propensity for mm -hmm. evil. Yeah. And then being able to gently guide other people. Which was they, Ryan's whole yes, point of yes. the series. So I just thought it was awesome because I was mm -hmm. reading that yesterday. And I'm like, oh, man, this is perfect. It, just, it, yeah. it, it highlights what Ryan was saying. And I was yeah. going to bring it and read a passage. And then I, I 
left it in my office. Listeners, viewers, if you, if you haven't watched all of the episodes of Controversial Jesus, go back. It's five messages. You've got the time. Uh, it's in the podcast stream as well. The same stream that Radio Reflections comes through. We put those teachings out in that same stream. Um, so check that out. And as always on episode 50, we want to say... Uh, like, subscribe, share this podcast. I don't know where we're at on YouTube subscribers. 875 I think this was the last, last one. Week. Uh, so we're getting a little bit closer to that thousand, but don't forget we've got something super cool involving coffee uh, for that thousand subscribers. Um, it, it's going to be really exciting. Josh is looking it up here. I'm looking it up. Let's see if we 877. Can... So we're 877. up a couple from last so, yeah, week. So yeah, yeah, just a few more, 123 more subscribers, and we'll be there. So come back next week for episode 51. We're starting a brand new series at Radiant Live called We Are... Well, next week is baptism. No, baptism, that's right. So two weeks we start the new series. Are we going to... I don't know. We gotta think we'll talk about, about it afterwards. Okay, so. cool. Well, thanks for joining us, guys, listening and watching. Uh, take care. Thanks for listening to Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. We hope today's edition of Radiant Reflections has helped you live like Jesus and share his love with your family, friends, and neighbors. To learn more about the church family this podcast originates from, check out theradiantlife.church. That's theradiantlife.church. Maybe you have some questions after listening today. We'd love to hear from you. Send an email to podcast at theradiantlife.church. That's podcast at theradiantlife.church. Don't forget to subscribe to the Radiant Reflections podcast. When you subscribe, you'll always have the latest content delivered right to your phone from the Radiant Life Church. We'd also be grateful if you could rate and review Radiant Reflections. Every time we receive a five-star review, more people learn about this podcast. We also want to encourage you to share this podcast on social media and with your friends and family. Join us next time for another edition of Radiant Reflections.